0: Truth and the Light. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. John 14:6. Now I want us to consider this this morning because I want you to know something. In fact, I usually don't bring my phone with me, but I do need it on this occasion. I want to read you an article, or not an article. I want to read you a snip of an article. Because it has direct connection to what our Lord said in John 14:6, So I want you to consider this this morning. A new study has found that over 60%, keep in mind these are the words of this article, not my words. I would not count everyone they say are Christians as Christians. So bear that in mind. This is an article from Blaze Media that says, A new study has found that over 60% of born-again Christians in America between the ages of 18 and 39. All right, let's, let's back up and catch that again. Over 60% of people who say they're Christians, 18 to 39, so there's your age range, there's your population that this statistic is, is describing, 18 to 39 believe that Jesus is not the only way to heaven and that Buddha and Muhammad... Also, are valid paths to salvation, the Christian post reported. <clears throat> John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And I believe we've ta- I believe I've even preached maybe this text here before. But I felt it was of great need because of things we we have going on around us. And I want us to think about that. The reason we're seeing the world basically seem like the wheels are falling off and it's turned into a dumpster fire, if you will, the reason you see that is because of people's belief about the Bible, about God. For years now, people who claim to be Christians say the Bible's not inspired. Thus, therefore, the Bible is not necessarily God's Word. That's why you can have 60% of people in an age range of 18 to 39 say, well, Jesus is one way, not the only way. Well, this is not meant to be rude or mean or, or denigrating or, or in any way uh, unkind. But the facts tell me differently. The Scriptures tell me differently. Let's go to John 14.6 one more time before we settle into the book of John and look at some things and in that text in detail. He said, "Jesus saith unto, it, 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 the text says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Notice the very grammatical construction of the verse. Jesus claims that He's the way. There is no other way. I am the way. I am the truth. In other words, there is no other truth outside of the truth of Christ. Outside of the truth of God. And I am the life. In other words, there is no other life, eternal life, outside of Christ. And then to sum it up, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, let's pause for a moment and say that the things that are happening around us in our world are very sad. They're terribly sad. It's horrendous what we are seeing going on around us. And has been for some time. It just seems to be coming to a bit of a crescendo lately, unfortunately. But folks, we've been setting this up for some time, we, this country... I've been setting this up for some time because of our divorcing ourselves from God. So it's not surprising, unfortunately, that the direction that we're taking is so abysmal and that the results of where we're headed are so abysmal. Now, I do believe we have a chance to turn it around at least to some degree, and I, I hope that we would do everything in our power to do that. And I think that there are answers to that question in this subject this morning. So as we think about those those concepts of Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Let's, let's back up a little bit, and I want us to look at the book of John as a whole very quickly as we then zero down or... or um, Focus in, if you will, on John 14 and what Jesus says there. So take a look at John chapter 1. In John chapter 1, of course, we have several very well-known verses out of the book of John, Very John 3.16, for example. But I want us to begin in John chapter 1. Look at John 1, beginning in verses 1 to 3. These are very familiar to us as well. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made.
1: All right. well, why are we introduced to the Word here in John 1? Because it leads to verse 14, The Word was made
0: flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. In other words, that's when He became the Son. That's whenever He was born of God, when He took on flesh. He's the only begotten. He's the one that came, like John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him, in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So how do we come up with other opinions than saying you've got to believe in Him? Well, those opinions don't come out of the Bible. They're not supported from the Scriptures. So it's a very sad thing that we have fellow that we have members of mankind, our fellow man, believing such lies. And the devil's tremendous at at selling lies. And I feel like I've just listened to one bald-faced lie after another this week as I've watched what's going on. And that's what the devil is. He's the father of lies. He's the father of lies. So, the Word was made flesh. Now, back up a few verses. Look at verse 11. John 1, 11. This is talking about Jesus. It says this, "...He came unto His own, and His own received Him not." Well, that's okay. There's many other ways to salvation, right? Wrong. When they rejected Jesus, they rejected their way to salvation. They rejected the light of the world. John 8.12 They rejected the one that God sent to save man from his sins. John 3.16 Verse 12 But as many as received him Notice this. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of... God. Notice that. Let's say that again. But as many so you have one you have you have essentially two groups. Those that rejected him did not receive him. Those that received him. It's very simple. And that's the thing is people have for a long time not gotten into the scriptures and not read them. We believe for some reason that we can't understand them, or we believe that we don't have time, or whatever the thing is that we've allowed to be the thing that stands between us and the Bible, that's what's you know, something's standing between us and the Bible, and therefore we don't find out these truths for ourselves. I'm saying we, humanity in general, not this congregation per se. Right? And that's how we're able to read articles that say over 60% of people who claim to be Christians say that Jesus is not the only way. He's one way. No. He is the only way. He's the only way. And whenever he came unto his own his own received him not. In other words, when he came to the Jews, they by and large rejected him because he wasn't what they wanted. You're not what I want. Get out of my face. Well, they were good at that. They've been doing that for, for a long time. Prophesy ye not, say they to them that prophesy. They'd practiced that a few times. Micah two Micah 2.6 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him... So now we're on the other side of that that picture. As many as received him... Notice that. As received him, Jesus. As many as received him... To them, gave He power to become the sons of God. What? Even to them that believe on Wait, 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 wait. If I, you, let me get this straight. Jesus, you're telling me that if I receive You, You'll give me power to become a son of God? That's right. But you see, the devil's got huge numbers of people who are religious, and no doubt well-intentioned, no doubt decent people, no doubt nice people, believing things, and don't think, please. (laughs) We've got to get ourselves out of the thought process, if we're still in that thought process, of, yeah, but that's outside the church. The church doesn't think like that. No, I guarantee you. You took a poll, maybe, I don't know how. You take a poll of the church, and you're going to find some scary numbers of this same poll. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So you receive Christ, that's how you get power to become a son of God, to become one of his children, even to them that believe on his name. You see, the, the world would have you believe. Satan would have you believe. Oh, you don't, that's one way. You don't have to go that way. Well, so you're telling me that these that received Him not, they, they had just as much opportunity to still be saved in their rejection of Christ? No. Not possible. As many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe, believe on His name, which were born. So notice that. They, they received Christ, and they were born... This is talking about a new birth. not talking about their physical birth when they were born of their mother that no one remembers. What individual remembers their own birth? None of us. Probably designed that way. None of us remember our birth. But here's some which were born, and in case there's some confusion about the nature of the birth to which he's referring, he goes ahead and tells you it's not all these, but it's this one, Right? which were born. Who was born? The ones that received Christ. The ones that received Him. The ones that were given power to become the sons of God. Which were born. Not of blood. This wasn't a blood relationship. Physical blood. In other words, descendant of one or the other. Nor the will of the flesh. This wasn't someone decided to have a child and that's how this child, this, this son was produced. That's not what this is nor the will of man. This isn't what man's doing. This is a spiritual birth. But of God. God gave man the power to become His children by sending His Son, Christ, to die on the cross that if we will receive Him we have power to become sons of God. Now, go all the way to the end of the book. John 20, verses near the end of the book. John 20, 30 and 31. I just say end as it's, in it's pert near, if you know what I mean. It's pert near the end, so I call it the end. John 20, 30 and 31. Many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing. And believing what? That Jesus is one possible way? That Jesus is kind of like Muhammad? Jesus is kind of like Buddha? No. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the Son of God. The one instance of God in the flesh we have in all of mankind. many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of His disciples which are not written in this book but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God and that believing believing that ye might have life through His name. And isn't that where He went in John 1? Came unto His own and His own received Him not but as many as received Him
1: To them gave he power to become the sons of God, which were born not of the blood, not of the flesh, nor the will of man, or not of blood, nor of flesh, nor the will
0: of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, full of grace and truth. There's where grace has been extended to mankind in Christ. John 1, 11-14. And what does Jesus, or rather, what does John go on to say about Jesus in John 1, 29? As you move along, Jesus being identified as the Word that became flesh, then in John 1, 20, 29, John the Baptizer, not John the Apostle, John the Baptizer, it says this, the next day John sees Jesus coming unto him he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So let's see. The Bible says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. But media says, well, 60% of people believe, 60% of people from 18 to 39, who claim to be Christians, believe that Jesus is only one way. And and, and, And I'm not saying this for us to sit here and... And and point our fingers at the 18 to 39 year olds who, in our society, that might believe this. What I'm, what I'm here to do this morning is number one, hopefully encourage us to be reminded of the truth, and if there's things of which we're not aware, that we're made aware of those things. Number two, and then number three, that we realize the reason that there are people that are 18 to 39, 60 percent of them that claim to be Christians, that believe such garbage, is because we've allowed that to be taught in our society and that this book has been ridiculed and denigrated for decades now in this country and what I'm saying I'm not saying this to say woe is us or there's no hope I'm saying this to be quite the opposite I'm saying this to, sound, to, to basically say look we're going to do something about it we better get to it if I'm going to say that I believe this book is the word of God I better study it I better practice it I better, I better help you you better help me we better work together we, we got to get after it and do things God wants us to do because the devil isn't sleeping, and there's all these things going on that are of the devil's working. The devil's workshop is going, it's humming like crazy, working all, all around the clock. Over time, it's not a thing. It's over and over and over and over again. And if you and I don't stand up and say something, do something, then just tuck tail and get out of the way because we're going to get, we're going to be bowled over. So. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Now, I want you to take a look at John chapter 3, one of the most famous verses uh, out of the Bible. Beginning in verse 16, you find, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the goal, everlasting life. That's why God gave Christ on the cross to die for our sins so we could have everlasting life. Look at verse 17. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. In other words, when God sent Jesus in His first coming, let's call it, when God sent Jesus in the flesh,
1: He didn't send Him to condemn the world. Did He condemn
0: individuals? Yes, He certainly did. He called out their hypocrisy, He called out their sin. But the point is, is his overall mission wasn't coming at that time to, to deliver the sentence, to deliver the punishment that, went, that goes along with the sentence. That's not what he came for when he came in the flesh. He came in the flesh to die for us. God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Notice that. Through Him might be saved, not, not some other way. Not through Buddha, not through Mohammed, not through anyone else. And when people begin to believe that this is a book of fairy tales or this isn't the truth, this isn't God's Word, well, there goes the efficacy of it in their lives. I'm not saying that the Word isn't still powerful. The Word is powerful.
1: It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, but you know as well as I do, and the Lord even taught very plainly
0: and clearly, and God always has throughout time that when people won't listen, the Word will not force them to convert. Never has been a thing. Never. In fact, I'm going to interrupt my thought here. Hold your spot there in John 3. Turn over to Jeremiah 4.4 4 real quick. I want you to think about what this verse says. So Jeremiah, remember Jeremiah, he's a prophet during the kingdom of Judah. In other words, the divided kingdom. Israel's already been carried off into Assyrian captivity. Jeremiah is preaching to Judah. They're they're going to go into Babylonian captivity, and they do go into Babylonian captivity while Jeremiah is preaching. In fact, Jeremiah, you'll remember at that time, was treated very harshly and poorly by his own countrymen and his own king, but then helped by the Babylonians, interestingly enough, right? But take a look at Jeremiah 4.4. 4. This is a thought that I believe is an amazing, amazing thought that I believe that we as people have taught against the concepts far too long and far too often. Jeremiah 4.4 4 says this, Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Hang on a minute. I thought that, that, these, that the Jews were circumcised when they were eight days old. They were. You're right. Okay. All right. He's not talking to eight-day-old babies here. He's not talking to eight-day-old boys. He's talking to the people, the adults, those that are capable of listening and understanding Him. He says, Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Notice the nature of this circumcision. And take away the foreskins... That's a graphic picture of your heart. You see that? You see what that means? They've got to, take away the, they've got to cut away the foreskins of their heart. In other words, there was, a, there was an, imped, an impedance to them working with God and understanding His teaching. He's saying, you've got to do something about it. You gotta get that stuff, you gotta get that out of the way. Get that off your heart. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart. Notice this, ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Let my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it. Because of the evil. Of your duties I bring that up interrupting our, our thought here from John 3 because it's always been the case that God has expected us to get everything out of the way that, it, that impedes us from listening to him and that it's our responsibility to make sure we're listening and we're hearing true that we're hearing the truth and that we're practicing and understanding those concepts So in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world. Remember Luke 19.10, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was was lost. That was His mission while He was here. to seek and to save the lost and die for them. He sent not His Son to condemn the world. He will send His Son to condemn the world though He's made that very plain in other passages. That's what the Second Coming is. But when He came this time in the flesh, God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Notice verse 18. He that believeth on Him, he that believeth on Him, on Jesus, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, lay that right next to that thought of, well, 60% of... People who claim to be Christians that are in... This is in America, folks, by the way. I don't know if I said that when I read the quote. That poll was out of America solely. That wasn't 18 to 39-year-olds in any country or in all countries. It was 18 to 39-year-olds in the United States of America saying, oh, there's multiple ways. They claim to be Christians. That's what I'm saying. That's the... That's the thing that's so appalling about that. The, the, if someone had told me, well, you know, a huge number of 18 to 39-year-olds in general in the United States of America don't believe Jesus is the way to heaven. I'm going, yeah, no, no kidding. I, I figured that. But someone's saying 18 to 39, 60% of 18 to 39-year-olds who claim to be Christians... And I'm not saying I'm really appalled by that stat either, as in surprised. I'm appalled that they would hold a belief like that, but I'm not appalled as in surprised. Or I guess I should say, I am appalled, I'm not surprised. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. Remember what Jesus said, I am the light of the world. John eight twelve. He that doeth truth cometh to the light. That is, deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Folks, I believe, and I could be dead wrong, but I do believe we're headed toward a fork in this country. I can tell you this, this is not Paul's opinion. Righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Proverbs 14, 34. And so based on that scripture and other scriptures, in fact the entirety of the history of biblical record, nations as they go off into sin and as they reject and rebel against God and as they begin teaching such false doctrines that helps those fallings away that happen and that down spiraling into immoral behavior, evil practices and evil actions... As nations do that, they are eventually destroyed. They are eventually dispensed with or dealt with in some way. And regardless of how much time we have left in this country, because I don't know. I don't know if this country has another 100 or 200 or 500 years or if it has 50 days. I don't know. I know that if we, you and me as individuals, as Christians, you and I have responsibilities to learn the truth, to know the truth, to teach the truth, to help people see the truth, and we need to stand up and be lights in this world. And I'm talking about you and me as individuals. In fact, I'm not talking about saying, well, you know, I'm a member of the Little God Congregation and I support all the good works that are going on here and there and yon, and so and so doing this here, and so and so doing that there. That's Okay, great. We're giving. That's good. That's what we're supposed to do. But we as individuals are also supposed to be doing other things. So... Under them, under them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Consider these final few thoughts. Jesus said, I am the way. You know, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. To death Proverbs 14:12. Jesus is the way. I am the truth. John 8:32. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Nothing else makes you free but the truth. Jesus is the truth. And the life. The life. These shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Matthew 25, 46. Jesus said, I am the life. He's the access we have, the way to get to life, the only way to get to life. Because, as John 3.16 very plainly says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, die, opposite of life, destruction, opposite of life, but have everlasting life. Folks, what I'm telling us is we've got to be decidedly convinced and show that in how we are and who we are. If you've never obeyed the gospel of Christ, why not this morning? Jesus said, He that believeth in the Sabbath shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be damned. We would love to talk to you about that and help you with that and assist you in that. If you've obeyed the gospel in a sense straight away. We would love to help you with that as well to come back.